Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, April 14th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Carl. Big news this morning, Carl. Elon Musk has offered to buy all of Twitter, up his stake in the company, buy it all for $43 billion. That's like $54 a share. It's a 25% premium. Uh, it, he, he said in his filing, this was his best and final offer. This is not a negotiation, uh, you know, and they can accept it or, or not. He's not gonna, he's not gonna haggle with them on this, Carl. I see a lot of reaction on Twitter itself this morning, uh, from folks across the political spectrum. Some say this is great news, uh, that Elon Musk could potentially be in charge. He, he says, Elon Musk said in his filing that he would, unlock its potential and transform it as a private company, restore free speech, et cetera. But there are folks on the left who are saying that this is uh, you know, a danger to democracy to have someone like Elon Musk fully in charge of a platform as big and influential as Twitter, particularly as one person pointed out, uh, in advance of the 2022 and 2024 elections, that this is going to endanger our democracy. What say you, Carl? Well, it's very dangerous, Tom, to have a person who believes in free speech modulating a platform that once claimed it wanted to be the free speech, you know, corner of the First Amendment. What 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 was uh what was Jack Dorsey's phrase that you remember that he he was going to be the, the premier free speech? And then then they started banning people, including a, a sitting president of the United States. Um, I noticed Tesla stock dropped a little bit because. You know, I guess they think, where's he getting all that money, right? But the other thing I thought of, Tom, and maybe this is too parochial, but I thought $43 billion, I mean, we'd probably take like just 3 or $4 billion for real clear politics, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I think we might be able to be convinced to sell for that if Elon <laughs> Musk, uh, you know, wants to entertain any offers. Sure. But I do, I do find it humorous, Carl, that. And we've talked a lot about free speech on this podcast and other in other forums and platforms. I am essentially a free speech absolutist that that you know democracy requires more speech, not less. And when you start to censor and restrict speech, uh, you know who's doing the restricting and who gets to decide what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Um, and I understand that there are concerns about you know hate speech and and things of that nature. But nevertheless, Carl, um, you know, will would, would Elon Musk be? He's sort of an unlikely free speech warrior, I guess. But that's kind of how he's he's uh, being well, no, portrayed now, a, and how he's he's a, liber he's a libertarian. Himself. He's a libertarian who believes in you know un, unfettered you know free. He's a free market capitalist. He's also by temperament and uh, legacy now a disruptive force. He, he disrupted the auto industry. Now apparently he's going to disrupt social media and the media in general. I, I share, Tom, a concern with you, and I, I just wish people would think before they speak. When I see journalists talking about restricting speech and not defending the First Amendment, you know, how we, what, how, how can we expect college presidents to do it if, if working journalists won't even do it? So I, I, and I'm with you, Tom. My instincts on, on this are, are libertarian, and I, I don't know what he has plans for the company. He said in his announcement that Twitter as president constitute is not, you know, a viable company. Well, what's going to make it viable um, when, when he's running it, he hasn't said, and, and what, what exactly else can Twitter do? You know, it's, 
it just seems like an exorbitant amount of money for a platform like that. And I assume he has plans that, you know, I mean, this is the guy who wants to do away with the internal combustion engine. So he doesn't think small. I imagine he has other plans for Twitter that, that he's keeping close to the vest. One more subject before we go, Carl. Um, <clears throat> President Biden, there's some talk about his use of the word genocide, which he said in his speech that he gave in Iowa on Monday. Um, you know, some people are saying, look, this is what what it is. And, and the White House said Biden was as he as he did before when he was saying that Putin could remain power, that he he's just expressing his moral outrage. That seems to be the fallback position uh, of the White House when Biden says something that's a little bit, uh, you know, out of school or pushes the envelope too far. But other folks are saying, uh, including the president of France, who was asked if he would echo Biden's comments that what was going on, that Russia was committing genocide in Ukraine. He said no. And he said the escalation of rhetoric is not conducive uh, to to forming some sort of peace. Um, again, Carl, is Biden sort of making things worse with his loose rhetoric? Is he, as some folks on the right are portraying him, just sort of bumbling around and going to bumble us into you know World War III? Or is this him merely stating a, a truth or what he thinks is a truth and and therefore, you know, no harm, no foul. Well, it's not the truth. Um, he either misspoke or just got carried away with the emotion of it or or doesn't know what the word genocide means. What's happening there is not genocide. It's horrible. It's uh, to my way of thinking, a series of war crimes have been com committed by the Russian military under Putin's leadership. But, you know, Joe Biden was a guy I covered him in the Senate and his reputation, Tom, was as a windbag. He was a guy who just spoke and spoke and spoke. Words spewed from his mouth, hundreds of thousands of them, you know. And some of them are, when you speak that much, some of them are going to be wrong. Some of them are going to be exaggerated. Some of them are just going to be plain silly. But he's the sitting president of the United States now. And you, you'd like him to be more careful. I don't, I don't see that this particularly would lead us to World War III or even makes the problem worse. But it doesn't instill confidence in America's allies that you have you know, the second consecutive president that we've had, uh, who's just given a loose talk. It's not, it's not a good look for the, for the leader of the free world to use an older expression. All right. We will leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder president of Rookler Politics. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. And this has been the RCP Takeaway for Thursday, April 14th, 2022.